Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios, 1490 information with inspiration, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also catch up with us at Facebook.com, KLGO radio and love talk network.com. And of course, in the studio with me is first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison, Miss you know, before you and I reach 40 years, I'm going to get some of those sound bites, you know, where we can have the drums and we can have the cheers and the jeers. I miss that more than anything because I just want to, I always want to have a cheering crowd when I introduce you. Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Miss Vana. <laughs> what a week we have. Had. Oh, hello. Hello, world. <laughs> and it was the world, Cindy. Uh, it it was not just Texas. It has been the world in Texas this week. The world wind. I mean, and we've been we've lived every minute of it, and um, we're going to be talking about some of the things. I usually I look at my life as how exciting something is. You know that I'm always looking for the next excitement. Oh. Uh, but this week I looked at Revelation. Mm. Saw things that in my 82 years of life, I never thought I would see. And experience things with people that um, are so different in their heart than, than you and I are. Who really have no identity whatsoever as far as God is concerned. And so what we're talking about is the great week of life that we've had in the state of Texas. Actually, it's been two weeks. I was going to say one week. <laughs> we did have a little break there for a yeah. while. But you and I have been there daylight and dark and all week mm. long. And um, Privileged uh, we're going to talk so. about what we've learned and what we have seen this week in regard to how God has revealed himself. Mm. In some mighty ways and not only revealed himself and the power that comes from some of the things that you did this week, but also revealed to us who the enemy is. And um, uh, I, um, I think, was it, uh, was it Peanuts that said, I have seen the enemy and the enemy is us? <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I remember somebody. You know, we put out an appeal. We had a statement of peace that everyone signed at the Capitol, you know, so that so that there was a um, a a positive impression that those who came on behalf of life. Now, by the end of the debate last night, everyone was pro-life. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone was claiming pro-life. And uh, so, so there wasn't, you know, it was unclear identity there. But, you know, and as you and I came there and uh, we entered into dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, you especially, with hundreds and hundreds of people as you uh, were the with the film crew for OnPointBroadcasting.com and you know, just reminding our listeners that mm-hmm. now uh, Love Talk, uh, Love Talks on Point is with On Point Broadcasting as well. and uh, But as you interviewed literally hundreds and did uh, maybe thousands and did hundreds of hours of filming, I know you got a real look, a personal and upfront look. My, my job description was just a tad different, although we were bumping into each yeah. other. It's a huge place, but we managed to find each other on more than one occasion. But you're right. We put out an appeal for peace. And yet 
uh, there wasn't a lot of common ground Mm -hmm. for peace. And so, you know, we're back to the conversation of, you know, what is peace? And peace at all costs. And what has God revealed to you about when you can make peace and where the bridges are and how you bridge that in your heart? And what is what is God revealing to you? What Mm -hmm. is his view? And we're going to talk about all that as we walk those hallways in that pink building down there, the people's building. I'll tell you what, I never got a better appreciation for that. You worked there for how many years? Oh, my gosh. Decades. 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 Did you ever in your wildest imagination think that a government could be brought to a standstill? No. And I, you know, like I said, I thought I'd seen pretty much everything. You Mm -hmm. know, I served on the emergency, the FEMA team in Texas for years and officed out of the care, what was then the carriage house, which is yes. no more that, you know, the downstairs yeah. now that they have the extension that is no more. But, uh, and so Texas at some of its key turning points, you know, when, when disaster would strike or when mm-hmm. controversy would come. No, never, ever. The, the most you would see is that in, in key times of legislation, you know, the hallways would be packed mm-hmm. with packs yes. and lobbyists, you know, but that was, you know, the suit brigade. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, remember, I was there at a time when the main rotunda was ringed with pay telephones. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this was, folks, this is how old I am when, you know, remember Superman oh, yes. would get into the telephone booth and change his clothes. Well, that's what was down there then transitioned into the time when you'd had the military-style cell phones Mm -hmm. and people could get uh, service if you leaned way over the railings in the rotunda. But no, when you went to a Senate or uh, a House hearing, oh, my gosh. Now, when they talk about formal hearings, they meant formal hearings. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was protocol, what you could say, what you couldn't say, how you'd represent... Well, Katie bar the door. That's not what we saw this mm-hmm. these last several weeks, as uh, Senator Donna Campbell said so well. You know, is this the process of democracy, yeah. or are we looking at mobocracy? Yes, mobocracy. That's a good term, and and Donna has served very well. She is a uh, emergency room surgeon. What a freshman yeah. senator. Holy smokes. Yeah. You go, girl. We When we had the rally on Monday night, uh, she um, uh, waved at me. And, I, you know, when you're hooked up with TV and all that, you just can't do anything much. And so then later, <clears throat> you know, as we began to break down, uh, walked over uh, and was talking to some people. And she came over and... Uh, brought three people with her and said, these are some people, Evelyn, I want you to meet. Because I had worked with her early, early on when she ran against Lloyd Bless Bogger. her heart. I remember when she yeah. stood as as if she was a, some young woman from nowhere with nothing to offer, stood in every reception line and without yes. anyone really knowing the depth and breadth of what was in her heart. But, the, you know, she's just one of the heroes of the week. But, Cindy, I tell you, you and Alan uh, Parker and Tanya are the, the greatest heroes oh, of this no. week. And I want us to talk as we begin today. We're going to talk about 
what actually happened. But I want us to talk about getting ready for what God did this week at the Capitol. And um, uh, the the prayer shield with Tanya mm-hmm. was, I guess, the first step. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tanya early on felt like she had a strong sense of the Lord for a direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, and connection, and uh, at that point it was it was murky. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, and I and well, there yeah, and there was frustration. You know, I know on her part uh, because at that point uh, you and I were about to step off on a cliff mm-hmm. in unknown waters. You know, there is a brilliant coalition for life in Texas. Yes, not just amongst law makers, mm-hmm. but amongst policy makers and Texas Alliance for Life, Heidi Group, Concerned Women for America, Texas Right for Life, Texas Values, who had been, who have been mm-hmm. for years persistent and brilliant in some of their, in their strategies and bringing legislation along. And so as we began to look at how in this special session, streams of people would be activated. Mm-hmm. It was clear the role of the activist. It was less clear the role of Absolutely. activating prayer. Yeah. And so as you and I stepped out kind of under the umbrella of a national day of prayer, mm-hmm. trying to honor this coalition of life and tried to figure out what they were really asking for, it became a a key time of strategy. And I want to just give hats off to Thomas Umstead. Oh, my gosh. That young Jason man. Vaughn, Matt Sheeman, the list, Deidre Cooper, the, Matt, the list goes on and on and on of those people who laid down every bit of their lives, mm-hmm. day and night, to pull together what at best in terms of activists, those who would become, who would come at the bequests of lawmakers and be representative of life. Because you know that appeal went out relatively yeah. early after the law legislative process was shut down. Lawmakers put the appeal out yeah. and said, are we on our own? Are there people out there? Where does Texas Stand for life. Well, we want to talk about that when we come back because uh, the organization of that was uh, so fragile at the beginning. And you and I on Wednesday of last week just almost, I didn't panic, but I called some people I knew and I said, let me tell you something. If you want the people of God to come together, you got to go to the house of God. And they've got tonight to do that because the next day is a holiday and a state holiday. And if you don't do it on Wednesday where there was, you know, people were talking about it, but there was no mobilization. And the first thing that came about was a telephone call that you asked me just to listen in on. And I want us to talk about that when we come back, Cindy. Okay, we'll do that. This is Love Talk. On the word, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Revelation.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Also, Love Talks On Point at onpointbroadcasting.com. And, of course, through KLGO Radio, facebook.com. Evelyn, we're talking about this walk through not only those historic halls. How many times have we been in that capital, you and I, over the last uh, 30, 40 years of our lives? Mm-hmm. You know, rarely have I been on a tour where I just get to look at all of the pictures of those who've gone before us. As a matter of fact, I had someone asked me last night as we were in the middle of uh, our ears ringing for the days on end that... Uh, you spoke over the shouting, and mm. I, we prayed through the shouting, and someone came up to me. She said, what do you think all these guys hanging on these walls think of what's going on here in Texas? <laughs> and I said, well, I'll tell you what. What we from, think. From the very beginning of Texas, it's mm. been a mighty interesting place to begin with. <laughs> these guys have seen things that you and I have not seen in this place. It's, it's been a rowdy place from the beginning. And one of the things early on that I know was reason why you and I w- felt the need to engage is that when you're at the Capitol, that is uh, considered our building. Mm-hmm. We are treated as if it is our building. And it's not the building of the legislators. Right. It, it, they house themselves there and they pass laws there, but it is our building. We go freely in and out. We express ourselves freely. You're never in that building that there's not someone expressing themselves. If it's little children singing Mm -hmm. Jesus loves the little children. I mean, it can be any number of things. There's people from all over the globe that uh, there was that tenuous time when we knew that if mob rule continued in Texas, that the whole atmosphere and the whole way of that building working right. was at risk. So let's talk about the earth. We, we've talked a little bit about what happened in the mob with the, the crescendo that took place at the end of the first special session. And the, the one last night, the, uh, <laughs> the vote came a little after 1230 and it had been a long, hard day. But Cindy, it, it came as a revelation to us early on on last, well, last, a month, it was a week ago when the uh, when the chaos just broke down government, basically. I mean, it was radical uh, insurrection that just broke down the government. And so the the need for that to not happen again uh, was very obvious. But a plan so that it would not happen, it was a different thing. But early on, as I said on Wednesday, after we'd had Tuesday to digest all that, uh, we realized that we've got to call the prayer forces together. And I had the privilege of being on a phone call with you and listening uh, to some of the leaders in town that had no idea in your brilliancy and guiding them and saying, the, you know, let's go back to this point. Let's go back to the other. There was nothing wrong with what they were saying. It was just not cohesive. Mm-hmm. And so after I had listened to that a little while, then I just, you know, I, I was yeah, just... Yeah, I want to give... You shouldn't be giving me no, credit. I Because I, no. I want to bring it back to this because uh, a couple of things the whole week before uh, in Austin in preparation, there had been those. Tanya, mm. 
to McKim from Capital uh, Point Prayer Trek that had been been guided uh, by an impression of God to be praying silently right over the Capitol, uh, encircling prayer around the Capitol. Now, those who were coming in as quote the activists. Now, this was a this was an interesting paradigm because mm-hmm. many of the activists were praying people. Yes, and so the Bound for Life folks who were coming in. Uh, which is a largely student group, are the ones that have the red tape over their yes. mouth that says life. And that is their their uh, activism is known as the silent siege. Mm-hmm. The and silent so early siege. on, it seemed as if the strategy mm-hmm. in order to in be in contrast with what was taking place is that the people who would come to represent life mm-hmm. would also be coming silently and in prayer but with a with a voice with a word life on red tape mm -hmm. over their mouth and in a silence form but you added some things in this uh as as the activists were were called together that i thought were uh were incredible point they ended up being the basis and the foundation for what we wrote with regard to the prayer perspective that was handed out Five to 10,000 of these things. Mm -hmm. I was every day at the copy shop, uh, handed out so that we could continue to reinforce, you know, if you're here, you're here on assignment and you're here to pray. You're here not just to represent a political, but you're here to represent a perspective. What was that perspective that you, that was lined out? Well, it, the first thing was, and, and you added to this, was for our provision and being able to put together, you know, what it is God called us to do. And so in, in, in that regard, you added a plan. And so then came protection that God would protect us and that he would not only protect for us, but that as he provided for us, we would know his will and his way. It went right on down to his, uh, from his plan to his passion and, and to peace. The peace was the big peace uh, in all of this is that we would not be uh, people that would be uh, out of control but that we would walk under the Lordship of Christ. And so as that went out early, I guess it, that was on uh, Wednesday, by Thursday, by Friday it was out. You took it to the printer, and we were able to do that. But that really was one of the major keys in bringing the coalition together, Cindy, in that you took that responsibility to do that and to make it happen because uh, as we looked at, the uh, those who were in opposition to this bill for life uh they they had no outside forces other than money coming in and so what we presented to those who were uh, there under the lordship of christ is that you know we are not in this alone you know we're like elijah a lot god told elijah you are not alone i have an angel army that's circling about. And so as we had circle prayer around the Capitol, we knew that we were greater than the enemy that came against us, not by, by our numbers or not by what we were doing or how what we were praying, but for God's plan that he would use us in a mighty way. And so that period of silence lasted, you know, in regard to how, you know, the prayer 
intercessors prayed around the Capitol and with all the work that you did in making that happen, making it a national issue, as you know, you tweaked and did all those things that, you know, I'm not able to do. <laughs> no, I just became a social network geek, and, and I want to thank uh, uh, the National Office of, of National Day of Prayer for them coming on board and, of course, once again, the Stand for Life group right. Thomas Umstead that created that highway. Yes. So that really this became a Stand for Life be- trended nationally, one, two, and three, mm-hmm. oftentimes on yes. the national forefront. Yes. And, uh, you know, Evelyn, one of the things that became clear early on is that we were majorly behind the power curve on preparation. That was mm-hmm. one of the early pieces. Yes. And uh, that there was no amount of preparation that we could do outwardly that mm-hmm. was going to be sufficient. Inside heart. That's right. And so, you know, as this became uh, an ecumenical group, and I mm-hmm. mean that word in the best oh, possible yes. sense. It I don't mean obvious. as in watered down interfaith mm-hmm. kind of thing, but there was a huge Catholic uh, component mm-hmm. Uh, to this, and it has always been in standing right. for life. They're, Their they're, numbers are there. They are ahead of the power curve on this, and yeah. our brother, Catholic brothers and sisters, oh, have, have I learned a boatload. And so this month is the month of reverence for the blood of Jesus. Uh-huh. And so the very first thing that we asked people to do in coming to the, to the Capitol was to prepare their hearts. Right. To be cleansed, mm-hmm. not from, you know, to not come in bearing grudge, being defensive, but to be cleansed as we came as the people of God, acknowledge our complicity mm-hmm. as a nation in this tragedy, this genocide, mm-hmm. this holocaust of 55 million babies uh. being terminated. Because they're inconvenient in today's world. Yes. You and I have borne the burden and mm-hmm. the shame of this for the majority of our lives. Not you, the majority of your life, but me, the majority yeah. of my life. I have borne this shame as a woman. And it has taken me this long in my life to come full circle from that time when we took the coat hangers out and said, no more of this for women. Now, there was a part of that that was about the fact that women shouldn't be subjugated Mm -hmm. in that way to the horrors of that. Little could we know that that was going to open the door Mm. to a permissive understanding that life was of little or no value. Oh, Cindy. And that, that... our bodies were our own to the degree that we became the first generation of women to sacrifice our children mm-hmm. for convenience. On the altar of convenience, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, when we look at this, Cindy, and we look at how you know the Lord just prepared our hearts and the hearts of the people, but not only in Austin. But there was a pastor in Houston that has a huge metro church. You talking about Steve Riggles? He, he was. Pastor Steve Riggles? Yes. Okay. I'm going to be in his church a week from uh, Monday. Mm. Be down there three days teaching in a, a seminar. Um, he was traveling with his wife on a three-week drive through America. And he picked up 
some of the reports that either came through National Day of Prayer or, you know, you know the Texas pro-life Facebook or whatever. And he told his wife, take me to the nearest airport. <laughs> and she said, what's wrong with you? And he said, nothing. But something's not right in Texas. And I, we are, I am going back home. You drive the car home, I'm catching a plane. He went straight back. That was on uh, Tuesday. Straight back to Houston. Began to put some plans together. I talked with a couple of his associates. They, on um, Thursday night, they reserved 50 hotel rooms in Austin. 50. And they packed them. By noon Friday, they had four buses that rolled out of Houston to Austin. Now, that got a pastor's heart. And I can tell you, Cindy, there has been a wake-up call in this nation in the state of Texas as to how pastors have got to take position, not politically, but on the position of life because God revealed to us the important part that we have in this particular time in our life. And it changed one of the things that we did at the Capitol. And when we come back, I want us to talk about the 90 and 9. Let's do this was Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful Blast KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 information with inspiration, and you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, we were talking on our, uh, as we came in, about uh, what it was to uh, mobilize. Now, you've been telling people, you, you little prophet, you, you've been calling people to be on active duty for as long as I've known you. You know, get out, get out, go tell, and get out behind, off that, that wood pews that are made of dead wood and get out behind <laughs> the stained glass. I mean, you got a million of them, and I could roll them all out right now. Uh, this was certainly that. But there was a road to parse through this week in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, you and I were kind of trying to read the signs and try to keep everybody kind of mm-hmm. going in a direction. Not everybody, but we were part of uh, those voices. Well, that- we did, uh, I would say we probably did 32 or 40 hours of TV broadcast and streaming mm-hmm. live. You and I did mm-hmm. with Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this week on on point broadcasting and those will be uh, available for view sometime this week a lot of them are on there already and uh, these are things people need to look at on point broadcasting.com you can there down at the bottom is the bottom menu of pictures you can click on that it's slow website takes a little while for it to come up but the thing cindy that you're talking about that how it is that God has brought us to this point in life tells me again, you and I are Esther's. <laughs> you know, we physically, physically, the uh, the stress of doing that uh, for a little old lady uh, like me. Is you just, are just amazing no, to me. Not, and I looked at those legislators and I thought, 
And because, of course, they have to come dressed to the T's. And I thought, yeah. how in the world have they done that? And, I mean, there may not have been thousands of people running on little or no sleep. Yeah. Uh, but there were a lot wow. of people. And just standing around because there was no place to sit down. But, you know, the point that we're talking about today is revelation. As we begin to see... And, and that's what pastor from Grace Community Church in Houston had a revelation with God. Get up, get out, and go tell. Go back to church. Get your people together. Bring them to you. And but they were just one example. But, you know, our enemy did the same thing. They ran ads in Craigslist paying <laughs> paying pro, professional pro, uh, protesters to come to Austin $2,300 for five days. They thought that, that was up. And another one, they had some for... 1200 or $1,300 a day. They paid all their expenses. They brought them in. There was even um, some plaque in, in some of those who came that uh, were pro-lifers that came on their own from throughout the nation. And they went to the YMCA, made arrangements to go there at got night. Kicked and, out. And, and they got kicked out because of their message. You know, these are kind of things that we've not seen in our lifetime. You know, all. I had tweeted out uh, last Friday because... Uh, it was it was a tough uh, as we were headed into you know all of that time. Uh, I think it was Friday. I apologize. I've lost track of the well. Day. It all comes together. But I, I, uh, you know, as we were standing out in the open air rotunda yes. and you know in the hundred degree heat, and at that point, you know, cafeteria is closed. You came. Yes. You didn't have water. Water. Nothing. And so I tweeted out. I said, you know, we're down here. I said because they were had. Full-blown meals. Yes. Everything for those in the orange shirts. And so I we didn't get anything. I said, hey, I, 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 I next time we will. Well, let me, me tell you. So this little gal up in uh, North Texas uh-huh. brought an 18-wheeler down. That's where all our water and snacks. Really? And they were handing those out in line yesterday. Really? And when we got to the house hearings and all of that was when they came with an 18-wheeler with 80 pallets Isn't, of water and that, snacks and this, that, and the other. That's when uh, uh, the system was set up to take donations because the response even in the prayer circle I know. for I just, them and I thought I was never more glad to see water in my whole life well, I, I knew that was but I didn't know who brought it you know that's the thing that God does and it's always that's one of our NDP coordinators I know isn't that amazing uh, uh, one of our NDP coordinators well I tell you it was an exciting week it was uh, it was very exhausting but uh you know, when we're talking about what it is that God speaks to our heart, what is it he reveals to us? Cindy, one of the things that he revealed to me, and it has become a billboard and a headline, is I was praying about these precious women because we were moving from the silent part of circling the prayer of the capital and praying to where the young people took the the tape off their mouth and began to share the Lord Jesus with the principle of the ninety and nine. The ninety and nine, uh, the shepherd, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But in in looking at that and praying about that, the Lord said to me, Evelyn, I said, "What is wrong with these people?" See, see, I have never seen such awful <laughs> sights in my life. There was a pile of coat hangers big as this this broadcast room, coat hangers. Well, there you was and one I lady have been that had coat hangers in her hair. 
Uh, there was, I watched as they came in before they went into the I was going to say, we were stationed right at the check, the security checkpoint, so you had a bird's eye view. drug out of the thing. There was one lady that literally had a suitcase full of forceps, medical forceps. Uh, there were, uh, in another corner over there, there was a pile of personal Items that women use. Feminine, we call those, Evelyn, feminine hygiene products. Hygiene products. And then the things that they brought out there and how angry they became because they couldn't take them in there. Uh, and, and finally they said, okay, here's the solution. You get one of your people to take all your stuff, go to your representative's office, leave it there, then go down there and pick it up. Well, it, it they were ready. DPS was ready. They brought people from all over the state. But that is not the... That is not the pivotal point of this whole week. The pivotal point of this week was when those young people that Tom Umstead brought together down in that open rotunda, how it was that they began to pray for that one out of the 99 that was not in the fold and how some of the others did. Uh, I can't remember what afternoon it was. I spoke in the rotunda, and it was late in the day, and... uh, I was talking about the good news. I said, I'm here to bring you good news. Tell you, be of good courage because God is not mocked, was what I said to start with. And then I I talked to them about how important it is for us to come alive and, you know, find our voice and begin to share the love of the Lord Jesus. And so in the rope and rotunda, they have the microphone right in the middle. And so, you know, you always have an audience to your back. And so I heard this noise. And I couldn't figure out what was what it was and shuffling. And so I kind of eased around and turned around and looked. And it was, think, four young women who were dressed as hookers. And they were chanting. They started real low and they got louder and louder. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And I was so shocked. I didn't know what to do. So I turned and looked back at Thomas. And Thomas was doing us the rolling sign, which is in television. Keep, Keep talking. Going. Keep talking. You because, know, stretch of course, it's of a course the microphones are streaming live. They're not amplified there in uh-huh. the open rotunda. They're streaming live, well heard on, on the live feed. A little bit of the background noise heard, but not enough. I think they had hoped to do much like early on, much mm-hmm. like they had done in the the Senate process before the second session, mm-hmm. which is to shut it shut it down, right. shut right. down all communications. And thanks to the brilliance of these young men mm-hmm. and and the mm-hmm. Coalition for Life, the, mm-hmm. the that that was not the case. And so this was the the ongoing event called Let Texas Speak, which yes. I thought. In contrast to the formal hearings, yes, I thought the Let Texas Speak was a brilliant it was, revelation. Cindy, and I congratulate you on what part you had in No, it. no. It, this is Thomas no. and Jason Vaughn, Higher, Higher Hope Promotions, and Thomas, which is uh, uh, Thomas, forgive me, uh, author media. I'll come back and, and fix that later, Thomas. I hope you're... He's probably asleep and will forgive me. <laughs> He's getting the rest. He's worn out. That's right. But it was really those guys. I worked to line up, you know, uh-huh. all the interviews. But I, I want to tell you, Evelyn, it wasn't just, I mean, the chanting was revelatory in the sense of, oh, yeah. my goodness. And when they were mocking Jesus, you yeah. know, I, oh, boy, you know, uh, and then worshiping uh 
the enemy of God, that was an oh boy moment. But the aha moments were when these women, and let's be clear about this. The women that were telling their stories mm-hmm. on both sides of this issue are post-abortive women yes. for the most part who have come through this issue with completely different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. The women who were telling their stories on the Let Texas Speak, you and I thought we had been delivered from the Mm -hmm. coat hanger paradigm. But in fact, with the stories these were telling, these women told story after story after story about the horror of what they experienced in the procedure now. Yes. Not 40 years ago. Now. And that was so much of what was trying to be dealt with in Mm -hmm. this bill. Call it a ruse. Call it a facade. Whatever you want to call it. Do we want to see abortion ended? Absolutely. Do we think life is made in the image of God? Undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. But to perpetrate this horror, not just on the unborn. But on the women themselves. But on the women Mm-hmm. And think that we are doing some cultural service when women are held down, when they've changed their mind, when they realize mm-hmm. not only they, they come in realizing they have a right and it's legal. They have no idea what they're about to experience. But, you know, the, Cindy, the, the evidence of, of God being there was so, uh, so personal. Because as the chanting, you know, and it was more than just hail Satan, it was really bad. There were people, that, the young people began to sing Amazing Grace. And when you and I were doing some interviewing out on the balcony, uh, same thing happened again. They would say, Jesus loves the little children when some of these came by. But, you know, it all breaks down to one thing, Cindy. Why were we there? We were there because... Jesus is pro-life. He did not make the woman's womb a tomb. It was not made to be a tomb. And let's talk about the 99 after we come back. This was Love Talk on the Word. Good job, Cindy. Good morning, this is Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful KLGO studios with First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davidson. And Evelyn, we've got just a few minutes here as we're trying to wrap up one of the most historic. We could have said one of the most hysteric. Oh, it certainly was, that's for <laughs> but sure. In Revelation. Yeah, hysteric, uh, historic weeks that you and I have uh, participated in and I just want you to talk about that 90 and 9 and encountering God because you know this city is about to embark on deep conversations exploring God and so you know we're not looking to have those lines of division be come out of conflict so how is it that God converses 
with us and we encounter God as he improve, as he uh, pursues the 99. Well, he does it in Revelation, Cindy, and sometimes it's, you know, with your eyes. Paul said, I pray the eyes of your heart might see God. You know, the eyes of our heart, you think that our heart has eyes to see God at work. And we saw him at work this week, Cindy. You can, you know, people can say what they want to about women's rights. But I I can tell you, God revealed himself to women this week. Many of them will go back home and uh, because they came in from all over the nation. Many of them were paid to come. But then locally, there are those women that are very committed to life. There is a, you know, the Democratic Party, and we don't talk politics, but, I mean, they they put their women out in force because of, of the platforms that they have. But the Eddie two- Lucio risked everything. He's from Brownsville, you know, he's one of the senators, and, of course, mm-hmm. he processed, because he's had death threats, he, he processed with the bishops, and uh, it was quite quite a moving Procession. Really? So I, I just, I have tweeted Eddie Lucio any number of times. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. So that is part of that pro life yeah. democratic yeah. group who yeah. risked everything. Well, we need to pray for them. And see, that's when the paradigm was changed mm-hmm. from the silence to where we speak, become the voice of God. And it, uh, it came from a number of different sources. It was not just the the thoughts that I had about the 99. But Alan Parker did a great and tremendous job in that area. Tom Umstead, Thomas Umstead, Dad's Tom. Uh, but the principle that, that we want to close with today is that the Lord never gives up, Cindy. Mm. He never gives up. He has a call on your life and a call on my life that we would stand in the gap In the Old Testament, he cried out to Israel one time and said, I'm looking for a man, and we will say in a woman or a woman, who is willing to stand in the gap. You know, last year we did almost a year's teaching on the gap. God's appointed place. You and I are in God's appointed place. And many of those in this city and across this nation who came to defend life uh, are in God's appointed place. But the thing that changed that just uh, began to bl- to bloom, and it was not a, a great revival or it wasn't a great manifestation thing, was people's hearts, especially these young people, as they took off the things off their mouth and put it on their chest or on their clothes. Because of the principle that Jesus taught about a shepherd. And the shepherd uh, in the day that Jesus uh, walked this earth, was a mighty businessman. I mean, they they made their living taking care of the sheep. And it it was a, a major industry like cattle and farming is in Texas. And so the, she- the story that Jesus told was this one shepherd who had 100 sheep. And every night they would take the sheep and put them in a little fold, a little pen. And the shepherd would lie down at the gate. So that the, the sh- if the sheep got out, they had to go over him. Or if the lions were coming in or the or wolves. Or the enemy came in. Mm-hmm. And so that's a picture, basically, of what Christians did this week in Austin. We, you know, we've put ourselves in position to, to be a guard against the lions that would take away the sheep. 
But before he did that that night, he counted, and he was one short. He owned a hundred sheep, and he only had, the scriptures say, 99. We call it 99 principle. And so what was his heart? His heart was to secure the fold and go after that one that was lost. And so as we began to look at the opportunities, we thought we would have even today, because I didn't think they'd get a vote last night. I thought it would probably go through today, was that we would in the morning time before we went to the Capitol, is that we would pray and ask the Lord to bring one person to us that we could share the love of the Lord Jesus with and put in operation that 99 principle. Now, that is the bottom line for Explore God, Cindy. And we're going to be talking about that in the next few weeks. Not only on Love Talk, but we're going to be doing television, onpointbroadcasting.com. You know, I probably have done 40 hours <laughs> of broadcasting already. And it's in archives. Go to onpoint, O-N point, main point, P-O-I-N-T, broadcasting.com. And look at some of the footage of what we've been talking about this week. But, Cindy, the most important thing that we would say to our friends that are listening today or those that are driving 183 or 290 or wherever you are, you're in your yard washing your car, Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for your life. Mm. Evelyn, thank you for that. And, Evelyn, uh, you and I have had the, the most awesome life together. I guess you know you're you know if if we were of another persuasion and didn't have husbands I I guess you'd just be my soulmate. But, <laughs> but Our children. I, that's right. No. Our great I, I, I don't mean that in a defiling I way. I just wanted to say it it was a, an amazing thing to watch you as you stood in the midst of those lines and under those lights for hours and hours as uh you, you continued to speak life over Texas and continued to speak hope and life into people's hearts. And well, and so, you stood with your um, iPad <laughs> letting the world know that well, Texas do, is for I, life. I do want to thank Dr. Tom Schluter of the Texas Apostolic Network. You know, yes. Texas has a strong, is a strong oh. praying people. And also the, the National Day of Prayer network across texas uh corporate prayer resources which is a part of mission america and there's many many people who are part of the social network who just uh, stayed plugged in and tuned in uh, right where they were at and uh so evelyn we this has been a week of revelation it has been and you know psalm one says that a revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. It also says that without revelation, people run wild. <laughs> but, be, but one who listens to instruction will be happy. Oh, So uh, today we're celebrating in Texas the pursuit of life, liberty, happiness, and life for those, Evelyn, who have received clemency in the womb. Mm-hmm who otherwise would have been sentenced yes. to death. This has been Love Talk on the Word.
Austin Live from the Dick Oppenheimer Broadcast Center. You're listening to Austin's new home for the word. 14.